You have arrived at your destination. It's me, Mario. Excellent, excellent. Uh, it's day two in Mario month. Wahoo! Week two, I should say. Yeah, week two. <laughs> week two, which I guess is technically day two because we only have the podcast coming out for it. But whatever, it's fine. We got some. We got some content coming out that's also uh, Mario related. So that should be yeah, we're, we're going to do some Mario stuff here uh, in the coming week. Video wise, that should be hitting it. So uh, we'll probably have Mario video content coming out after Mario month. Mm. Uh, but you know, yeah. You know, we're doing we're, stuff. We're a couple of guys trying to bootstrap this thing while working <laughs> full time. So, you know. Wahoo! We'll get so you it's, stuff. It's time for talking more Mario stuff. And oh, this yeah, week, we're going to be doing the sports games and Mario Kart racing games. Uh, stuff like that. Um, uh, some good third party uh, ship outs for this sort of stuff, which I wasn't even really aware of until we started getting into it. So. Uh, seemed interesting to talk about some of that. Yeah, the a lot of uh, the exterior uh, Mario universe games uh, have historically all been farmed out. Mm. Uh, like you know, all the Mario Party stuff was done by Hudson. Uh, yeah, most of the Star Fox stuff um, outside of Star Fox and Star Fox sixty four uh, mm. has all been done by Namco. Um, yeah, I mean the in it's you know there were a lot of people and there still are a lot of developers that work at nintendo you know uh r&d and all those like internal nintendo divisions uh Mm -hmm. but you know they were also trying to make pokemon and mainline mario games and donkey kong games and all this other shit for uh you know two separate platforms at the same time Mm -hmm. you know whatever their handheld was uh and their home system so uh, for a lot of these other games that were, you know, like, hey, we need a kart racer. You guys make kart racers. Here you go. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I heard you guys can make a mean sports game. Here right. you go. <laughs> yeah. And there's there's a lot of off put offset sort of things from that diverge from like the regular content. Uh, we'll get to those for sure. But the sports games and the Mario Kart games are kind of uh, they're kind of known pretty well for you know being a a part of the mario series um even though they're more offshooty type stuff but uh so we wanted to talk about those today and it would be a lot of fun to to talk about where a lot of those things came come from or or what they were like when they came out because it goes back all the way to like golf you know and uh was it on nes the the open tournament golf i think it was on that right yeah so crazy how far back that goes honestly so uh but yeah we'll talk about that in a little bit but first want to get into some uh some news uh that came out uh the xbox series x and s were unveiled via um uh, (laughs) i I think leaked is the word that you're looking for was it leaked? I thought it was yeah. unveiled. I apologize. I did not know it was leaked. So. Uh, no, uh, what's actually funny is that, so the leak happened uh, of the S assets. So mm. the, uh, 
uh, like a bunch of the slides out of the trailer. I think the trailer itself came like an hour later. Um, okay. But basically, here's the date. Here's the system name. Here's what it looks like. Here's, you know, like all the taglines of 1440p at 120 FPS, you know, like mm. all that kind of shit. Uh, you know, exactly like all sides of what the console looks like and then a date and a price. And at a certain point, like when everything comes out, Microsoft just because they were planning something for later in the week. <laughs> I, I do like that whoever runs their Twitter kind of, you know, like just did the eyeball emojis like staring at <laughs> the <leaked post. laughs> and uh, son of a bitch. <laughs> well, it props to Microsoft for, you know, being a, you know, a trillion dollar company. And then at the same time, still being agile enough to go, OK, just just put our assets out there. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. they just uh, a couple hours later they went like yeah yeah that that was legit two ninety nine Xbox mm-hmm. Series S uh, right. November tenth right um, yeah and then because the I'm glad that the price was right and all this other stuff uh, so that like when the S leaked people were very excited about it because think about it this way it's a next gen console for two ninety nine mm-hmm. especially if you're still running a ten eighty p TV mm-hmm. like. That's a smoking fucking deal because all that extra power that an X or a PS5 will have over that thing will fucking yeah. matter because all right. that extra power is going to do is to make the you know higher resolution stuff because the we had heard this before this but you know it's now confirmed that thing has the same CPU in it right. that the X does. Gotcha. So yeah. computationally, uh, it is run the, the same. same. Okay. Uh, yeah. And it will output in 4K uh, to a 4K TV. It will just upscale. Right. Um, yeah. From 1440p, it, it, uh, which is basically what a PS4 Pro does now. Right. Yeah. Except it will look higher quality because it'll have more horsepower to, you know, to make better textures and things like that than a PS4 can and have more CPU speed to run at higher uh, clock. Uh, clock speeds so. right yeah it, it's a good idea to have a, a a smaller set that's like you know not like the highest end uh that will you know cater to someone who doesn't want to drop five hundred dollars and would rather drop three you know it's 200 less dollars to get your game system that will play all the same games just you know not at the uh most optimal level you could possibly imagine via you know uh processing power or not well, processing uh it- graphical power or so well yeah like you know, just that the, the higher resolutionary yeah. shit because right. all right so i'm gonna drop some facts on you um, drop some facts sauce so uh in the last three years 4k tv sales have gone through the roof and it's not because people care about 4k content it's because that's the only tvs that you can buy now so uh. You could say, oh, there's, you know, hundreds of millions or you know tens of millions of 4K TVs out there. But here's the numbers you need to go look at mm-hmm. for all these like Roku kind of stick things and everything. The 1080p sticks are what people are still buying. People mm-hmm. are still chewing up, you know, of the the physical disc market. Blu-rays right. are out selling the 4K Blu-rays, you know, hand over fist, even mm-hmm. though they're like the same price. Right. You know, it's just people think most people are still totally fine with 1080p. So uh, your cable television that you have coming into your house is probably still 720p. Right. 
uh, most major cable providers are spitting out a 720p uh, feed. Right. You know, like I've got Sling and it's 1080, but because it comes through the internet, it's still compressed. So it might as well be 720. You right. Know, we, yeah. We've kind of gotten used to that standard and people, most people don't give a fuck. <laughs> about any of that shit you know like up until earlier this year i still worked at a games retailer right and the people who would buy ps4 pros i would say 50 percent or more of them that would buy the pro thought well i just want to have the good one right yeah and you're like oh so you're gonna run this like on a 4k tv no (laughs) it'll probably run better right i'm like well i mean i guess they're like well then so most people they just care about having the system that will plug mm. into the TV and we'll play the game. Right. That's it. Mm. Like, you yeah. know, even you who I would consider to be from this sort of stuff, more of a casual user of a yeah. lot of these kind of things. For sure. Like, you know, even you're a power user compared to most of these people. Yeah. You know, like the average person, man, like they just know that like HDMI cable plugs in, plug thing into the wall and you'll probably <laughs> have to hook it up to your internet. And, right. you know, and that's not a, you know, a shot at those people. Those people have lives and things to do. (laughs) They they have better things to do. You know, they want to relax, you know, uh, every year or so and play Madden or the new God of War or, you know, Animal Crossing or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Like my wife never knew how to hook, you know, video games up to a TV or any of that kind of shit uh, until Animal Crossing came out. And then she was very motivated to figure out exactly how all this was going to work. Right. (laughs) Yeah. You know, It's cool. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think that having a console at launch that not since the uh, the original Xbox and the PS2 has there been a system that has launched on launch day for two ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that is smart. Yeah, that thing is also dinky. Yeah, it's, it's have small. You, have you seen it? I like, haven't seen the size of it. No, well, I've seen it comparatively to the to the x because it's sitting right next to each other but i don't know i don't have a reference of how big the x is it's like a third the size of a launch ps4 oh nice it's very small yeah it also and then when i saw the uh the s next to other things i started to realize how small the x is the x looks huge just because of the the way that it's the the dimensionality of its size yeah uh but a giant glowy brick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's 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 a cinder block, um, <laughs> but it's a smaller cinder block than you would think it actually is. Gotcha. Um, and yeah, like the you know, it's got that giant fan on it, so it looks like a dope ass boombox, and I think that's right. funny. It is, uh, yep. It's got no disc drive, mm-hmm. um, which I don't mind. Right. Um, it not having a disc drive, but you know, it's gonna right. play all the new stuff. It's got a you know baller you know uh cpu in it and yeah, yeah. you know I, I i have a i have an affinity for uh collecting hard copies of games um i like to have a a hard copy but i'm i'm not going to i'm not going to begrudge uh a company like microsoft that is clearly going in the direction of having you know discless systems to have you know a a, a non-disc uh drive and you know, a no disc drive in there um in their systems. I think that's well, exactly and, the direction they want to go. Well, and, th- and once again, think about it this way, you know, this is angled at your more casual consumer. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and most casual consumers just, you know, they want to be able to throw their credit card in it and, you know, and get the Madden or get the NBA game. You know, they buy four games a year and they don't trade them in because by the time the new one comes out, that's when they would actually stop playing the old one and it's already worth nothing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they don't care. Yeah. Um, and I think that's an interesting idea, man. Uh, you know, Sony's doing a discless, uh, you know, PS five. I, it's honestly because of the outcry from consumers of, you know, can I save a little money if I just don't get that disc drive that I don't use? Right. You know, it's uh, yeah. it's a nice way for them to to lower the bar to get in there. But man, mm-hmm. Sony's going to have a hard time getting anywhere near that fucking two ninety nine price uh, with the way <laughs> that they chose to spec out their system. Right. Um, that dumbass router design that they made for their console. Uh, <laughs> It does uh, look like a router. It looks like a router. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looks, uh, it looks like a fucking office chair and a router. I, fucked. I don't yeah. get like why like they like why technology wants to design things that look that way. Like I, you know, like I, I always thought that VCR is like had a good idea of like just making it a box. You know, like it doesn't look like a a space age thing. That's sitting on, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, think about it. Like, I grew up, you know, at the same time as you, but I was a little bit more, like, into tech, probably. Right. Uh, But, you know, they had, uh, you know, they had the Sega CD that sat on the side that popped up, or you could get the Sega Mm -hmm. CD for the Mark I system. Uh, They had that dope-ass tray that would pop out of it. And uh, think about... uh, like laser disc players that would auto flip your fucking uh, laser yeah. disc for you. That shit was fucking cool. It's true. It's mini true. disc players. Let's let's talk about mini disc players. Like <laughs> that shit was fucking rad. Yeah. And uh, you know, so I I get the idea of making like um, electronics design as fashion. Mm-hmm. I get it. You know, right. I mean, because you got to think Sony will never be able to fully pry themselves away from that because they're the people who made the Walkman. Right. You know, it goes all the way back to the beginning. You know? Yeah. They're, yeah, exactly. That's just the way I, that they do. I remember uh, speaking of those types of things. I remember this uh, eight disc CD changer that my parents had uh, and they had gotten it like it was literally like like it, it had to have been like less than a year before the first iPod came out. Like it was just like MP3 players like murdered this thing after they got it. It's like eight discs you put into it or whatever, you know, and they, oh, yeah. you can shuffle, you can shuffle through all eight of these discs. And it's just like, okay, <laughs> MP3 well, player just comes out and slaps all that into nothing. Well, so, I love the ones that they made for cars that actually shot out the tray. Yeah. Uh, where you would load them into this thing and then put that weird black box back in there. That was yeah. cool. You yeah. know, like, I hate to say it, man, like fucking, it, we had less tech, but we thought more about it in the 90s. <laughs> like, yeah, it, you're not wrong. I mean, because like when you start to mass produce things and, and uh, you just sort of kind of like, it's like, all right, get it out. You know, like we got to we got to beat the other guys to the punch on the on when it's coming out. So there's not a whole lot of thought put into into what what goes out and in, in, well, not to say there's no thought or anything, but there seems to be less thought put out into what you're putting in there uh, because it's not as like 
ooh, new and fancy or whatever that, that you would assume. So, you know. well, and, you know, uh, before I get off on a tangent, um, you know, to tie this back into the Xbox stuff, you know, I, I do think right. that, uh, you know, they did as much beautification as they could for the S for it to still be cheap. You know, yeah. I think it's got a very stark design, the black fan housing on the white, all white system. I think it looks really good. And yeah, I said the price rights right. Uh, price point is right. November tenth is a great date because it sounds mm-hmm. like uh, Sony is going to be probably a week or a week and a half later, uh, right. based on what we know. Um, <clears throat> it does sound like uh, as of this recording, this week uh, we will hear Sony's pricing. Yeah, um, yeah. I- and the big rumor is uh, Microsoft has all clearance from the higher ups that if Sony decides to you know drop the price. They'll drop the prices on theirs too. Ooh, gotta love so a good competition. <laughs> these might get even cheaper. Yeah. Um, uh, and so, speaking of pricing, Microsoft also a couple of days later uh, did release the pricing on the X, which is four ninety nine, which is about a hundred bucks cheaper than most people thought it was going to be. Yeah. yeah um, people, people were speculating six uh, pretty regularly on it. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd pretty much for the last year and a half heard these are going to be like six hundred bucks. Right. Um, so the, uh, you know, one thing I would say about that is that I think Microsoft made as good a case as they could. Um, although I would have liked to have seen a full presentation, mm-hmm. um, of this because the S is just kind of out here. And I think a lot of people are going to go there and go, which one do I buy? So right. in the, in the best of all possible worlds, Microsoft would have had their press conference and unveiled the date and the price for the X and then said why you might want to buy an S instead. Right. You know, for all those people to say, Hey, if this all 4k 120 FPS and 8k 60, that this thing can potentially do seems like overkill for you, especially, or the price seems like overkill for you. We have another product. Right. Uh, And it's, it's not an Xbox one. This is a series S. You know, right. so I think luckily it sounds like pretty much all the Xboxes are sold out of the channel now. Mm-hmm. Um, like they're basically they're, there's like no more hardware out there for you to buy, even if you want it. <laughs> um, so uh, because, you know, the pandemic kind of ate up what they had thought was the last of the channel. <laughs> right. Exactly. And uh, then oops, daisy. Now oops. we don't have anything. Uh, It's actually really good for them because, you know, that's what NVIDIA tries to do with like graphics cards and Intel tries to do this with CPUs and stuff is by the time the new thing's out, you don't have to clearance out the old thing. They're just Mm -hmm. gone. So it creates less confusion. Right. Uh, Because if you've got an Xbox One S and an Xbox Series S sitting next to each other and one's 50 bucks cheaper, someone would inevitably accidentally get the wrong one. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, it, it's nice yeah. that uh, <clears throat> this all kind of came out. It's it to me, it seems like a pretty clean delineation between the two of them. And despite mm-hmm. the fact that I don't think their games lineup is really where it needs to be, if you're in the market for a game system, I think uh, both of these look really good. Yeah, I, I think they do too. Honestly, like I was not really, you know, per- I was not really like uh, thinking about getting you know, an Xbox at all, but the S coming out at three, like I'm kind of like, eh, it's only 300. No, you know, no, no, di- you know, no disc drive. I don't have to go out and get stuff. Uh, you know, it'll be pretty, 
readily available for, with uh, with stuff online. Well, so. And the Game Pass thing is just yeah. such a compelling sale. Yeah, um, exactly. that's the thing that's that's really. Oh, and have you seen the uh, the the payment structure stuff that they're offering? I have not. No. So twenty five dollars a month for twenty four months, mm. they will give you an S. Wow. And with Game Pass Ultimate. Yeah, yeah. Now, and that's like, and there's no interest on that. And you end up actually, if you break out what uh, Game Pass Ultimate is, which is 15 bucks a month, and the uh, 10 bucks additional that you'll add into here uh, that would go towards the system to make it $25 a month, you're actually Mm -hmm. only paying $240 for the system. Mm. Uh, You know, once you subtract what you paid for Game Pass. Uh, right. They have a uh, one of those for the X as well. It's only thirty five bucks a month, right? Um, because they want you to have their their service. Um, yeah. So especially for something like the S, where it doesn't have a disc drive, mm-hmm. and you know if you owned Xbox, I mean a PlayStation last generation, you might not have a big back catalog of games that right. are digital to play. Mm-hmm. You automatically the day that you take that thing home, you have one hundred and fifty games to play. Right. Yeah, so like there you that's go. pretty fucking rad. <laughs> it's yeah, it's a complete one eighty on your discussion of it last week from last week, I think, <laughs> on the, or a couple weeks ago, I think. Well, two it, weeks ago that we talked about it. I can't when remember. they hadn't announced the small one and it was yes. going to be six hundred bucks in my yes. head, that was a bad idea. Yes, I agree. Yes, and it, so it, they did mitigate a lot of those uh, a lot of those fears that you had, which I thought was well. Great. And it, it was all about, it was all strictly around price for something that doesn't have yeah. any games. Yeah. And you know, I'm yeah. also hypothetically thinking the consumer for the S, especially the people who get Game Pass with it, they're probably people who didn't own an Xbox last generation. Right. Yeah. So yeah, there wasn't necessarily a litany of, you know, must have Xbox exclusives last generation. Right. But when you put them all in a bucket and say, you can have them all at one time, it seems like a much more overwhelming amount. Yeah. There's like, yeah. Like, 20 games from last generation that you can sit down and fuck with. I mean, hell, even the Master Chief Collection alone, which they finally fixed, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's five, five fucking Halo games and Halo right. 5. You know, that's another one, you know. So right. there, there's a lot of actually, yeah, it's yeah, six, six total um, yeah. Halo games and Reach. So seven, uh, you know, that you can sit down and it's like, if you're one of those people who's like, what are what this halo is all about well here's every bit of it that they've ever made and yeah, it all looks true. and runs great yeah uh you know it's it's definitely like you know not like you're sitting out there trying to play 20 year old games mm-hmm. uh you know they they definitely they went the extra mile to make them look and run well so yeah and so here's the thing that i'm actually bumping my head up against is that so i bought that big fancy tv at the beginning of the summer that mm-hmm. uh 86 inch lg 4k tv yes I found one flaw in it. Yeah. I hate the smart stuff in it. It is so slow. Interesting. Um, it's it's not any slower than most of them, but I'm used to like the speed that like a PC or even like a console can kind of you know hop from apps and select stuff and you know pre-cache all this stuff. I always felt like they did it much better because there there's way more hardware in a console or a PC than there is in these stupid smart things. 
Right. Uh, so I was actually thinking about going out and getting something like an NVIDIA Shield, mm-hmm. uh, which is basically like their little set-top box that can also play a couple of games. But that's sure. already like 225 250 bucks. So I'm yeah. actually thinking about buying an S as just like my home media hub that I occasionally play a game on. Nice. Uh, yeah. Because the, the nice thing about the S is that it still outputs 4K video with HDR and all the fun whistles and everything. And Mm -hmm. I don't really care if it's spitting out true 4K for the games because I probably won't game on it that much anyway. Yeah. So I'm thinking about buying an S just for the fuck of it. I mean, especially if you're going to give me the thing for (laughs) $2.99. I've made dumber mistakes this week with that amount of money. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. There you go. But yeah, Um, uh, speaking of big mistakes with money, I, I guess we could... We do Hoss's Weird Corner. Um, sure. <laughs> I bought a new phone this week. Okay. When's the last time you bought a new phone? Uh, uh, not too long ago. Uh, about a year ago, I think. I got the I got the my Galaxy. Yeah, I got it about a year ago. What is it? Is it a Galaxy? What is it? A Galaxy S10? What, what do you have? <laughs> it's an S8, I believe. So, yes. Okay. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and before that, I got you had the same S3 for odd. Pr- pretty long, that, pretty long. Years. Oh, sorry, it's an S9. I apologize. S9. Okay. So yeah, that was that was a year ago, year or two ago, I think. Uh, but yeah, uh, I had that thing for a while. It had a cracked screen. I got sick of it, so I got a new one. So that's what I did. So, so you know, like longtime listeners of the show will know, I used to like really covet like cell phones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in recent years, I've given less and less of a shit of it because uh, basically all I do with phones is look at Twitter. Uh, <laughs> That's why you hate them. <laughs> That's why you don't you care. Got about a good them. point. Uh, <laughs> well, but like, and I do so much work work on it. So it's not something that mm-hmm. I like to spend a lot of time on because it's like, you know, I'm usually sending work emails and work texts and slacks and all that kind of shit. So at a certain point, I, I went and fucked up and made myself not like cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> whoops uh, whoops the daisy uh but i ended up getting a new phone this week and i had a uh, pixel 3 xl for uh i would say the last year and a half ish uh i thought that was a pretty great phone um as far as phones go uh the nicest mm-hmm. thing about that is that uh it was like the purest form of android you can possibly get there's none of like samsung shit bolted onto it and all that other stuff so it was mm-hmm. nice um but uh, we decided to change phone providers. There was some kind of deal going on where my wife's a nurse. She can get a good deal at one of the, one of the major carriers. Um, <laughs> and, uh, so I was just going to bring my Verizon phone over. Mm-hmm. Well, you can't do that. Because mm. those gotcha. phones don't take SIM cards. Oh, okay. Uh, Interesting. Or something like that. You know, there was going to be some kind of process. Sure. Uh, so my wife had like an iPhone 10s. She won't get anything but an iPhone for the rest of her life. She she learned how to use a phone once, and that was that was enough. That was, that was, <laughs> that was it. It was an that iPhone, was and that's that's what it is. So. That was enough. Uh, so uh, I, to be fair, I'm the same way. I I got a Galaxy. I'm probably not gonna get anything but a Samsung just because I know how they work. So that's it. <laughs> I like the process of fucking around with them and like just seeing what other stuff does. Sure. So uh, I decided that I was, I was looking around and the new pixels not out yet. And I didn't want to get last year's pixel right when the new one's about to come out. That just seemed dumb. 
um, and not a really good usage of money or anything. But uh, they had a promo going where I guess this phone came out like three weeks ago. Once again, don't really keep up with it. It's a Galaxy Note 20 Ultra 5G. Um, mm. And <laughs> so uh, I'm looking around at phones. I'm like, oh, this one's copper. That's cool. And the guy's like, oh, there's a big trade-in going towards that. And I'm like, oh, really? He's like, yeah, let me look. Oh, we'll give you a thousand dollars for your pixel. <laughs> Paid like three hundred bucks for that pixel uh, <laughs> towards this dumb phone, and I'm like, okay. So I bought the biggest, <laughs> dumbest, stupidest phone that they had, outside of the folding horseshit phones. I didn't yeah. want a folding horseshit phone because that sounds like something's gonna fucking break and will be the bane of my existence. And trying to get somebody to replace a broken fucking phone and say like, I didn't drop it. It's just stupid new technology that broke. <laughs> you know, that just sounds like a nightmare. Uh, right. Yeah, I got a dumb new phone. So yeah. I, just, I thought that was cool. Like, so if uh, if you have any question about how fast phones are now, uh, yeah. phones are fast. Phones are pretty fast now. They're pretty yeah. quick. Pretty fast. Yeah. I was on 5G. Lexington has 5G. Nah, uh, nice. So I was out there just like commuting with Satan, getting the coronavirus, you know, whatever, the whatever 5G is supposed to do. Spreading the corona around. What the heck, man? Come on. I was commuting with Satan while getting the coronavirus. It was awesome. Those 5G towers, the devil. That's it, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I lived to tell the tale, so. That's good. It's a good time. Uh, well, yeah, you sold your soul, though. Anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, other other thing for uh, the news is uh, Scott Pilgrim coming to the Switch and all other things again. Uh Scott Pilgrim was an Ubisoft game, or Ebisoft, or however they say you pronounce it. Ubisoft. Yeah, but they've said, like, Ubisoft, so I don't know. Well, it's they're like, French. <laughs> I know. They're weird French people. Anyway, uh, so they have re-released Scott Pilgrim, uh, the new the Scott Pilgrim, the movie, the game. Um, and uh, or just it's just Scott Pilgrim versus the world, the game. That's what it is, yeah. Scott Pilgrim versus the world, the game, uh, has been re-released. This game has been in limbo for a long time. Um it was pulled from PlayStation and Xbox stores. Uh, I think it was on both. Correct? Am I being correct in that? I think it was. Yeah, it's uh, been it's been off for a good five yeah. years. Yeah, and it's been off for five years. Uh, you know, it was, uh, it, pretty crazy. And you basically, it was like PT. If you didn't have a PlayStation with it on it, you didn't have it. It was just like it's very very bizarre that it never got like a, a physical release or anything like that. Uh, people are looking now to get a limited run physical release of this game because um, uh, I, I am at least I absolutely love the uh, the artist that's involved with it. He does all those uh, those pixelated commercials and he does certain animations for online and stuff like that. I forget the dude's name. That's going to drive me crazy now that I think about it. But um, it, it, it I always like the look of this comic. I think the majority of the um, I think the majority of the charm of that book is uh, the art style. So uh, when you take that away, uh, it's uh, it's hard to it's hard to uh, like it as much. Which is what I think a lot of people have. There's a, that's a lot of my problem with the live action versions of it. So yeah, Paul Robertson. Paul Robertson is the guy who did the designs of it. So yes, so he did the animations uh, for that game. Okay, so he did it for the game because, like the yeah. the author and artist of the comic is Brian Leo Malley. Brian Leo Malley, yes, he did the art, but the, the he did the animations, the animations for the pixel art and all that stuff were uh, was Paul Robertson, who does a lot of new other stuff. Uh, 
but he does a lot. Of, he does a great job of like matching it to everything. Uh, this will also have all of the bells and whistles. It'll have knives chow. It'll have uh, all the extra characters that come with the full package bundle from uh, from back in the day. So I'm pretty excited to see it again. Uh, I hope they do a hard copy of it. I'm absolutely not excited about it in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> Well, we'll have to do a playthrough of it because it is a beat 'em up. So, I mean, I'll play through it with you because I played through it the first time and I don't fucking like it then. And granted, I liked the game more than I liked the movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. The movie I just found to be the most <laughs> stomach churning thing ever. It's like it's like the person who wrote and directed that film had never touched a woman. And they're like, okay, so there's this girl and she's got like anime hair and she'd had a lot of other boyfriends and they're kind of like, they're bigger and stronger than you usually. And then shh, one of them was a girl. <laughs> she, she slept with the see, girl. See, like, they... The comic does a better job of like ingratiating you into the idea that this is a video game world um, than the movie did, in my opinion. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I I have my problems with that movie. I like that comic and I like that game. So there we go. Uh, I never read the comic, so yeah. who knows? Maybe I would come completely around yeah. on the entire topic it, if I saw it. But like when at the, especially at the time when I saw that movie, I was at yeah. the height of my yo fuck anime. Uh, right. stage and that felt like some anime horse shit <laughs> uh yeah it's it's got some weeb stuff about it so there oh you yeah um uh, <laughs> there you go uh but yeah so that's coming out uh and you played i believe tony hawk uh, one and two tony hawk one and two we played some of that well, the rematch i guess the uh of the official name tony hawk's pro skater one plus two mm. or one and two however they want to say that um yeah, I, man, that is uh, so, that is one of the greatest remakes ever made of anything. Wow. That's, that's a bold statement. Yeah, but you, you don't even get it. Mm. Like you, it, especially unless you have played it, because granted this game still has shitloads of pickup and play value and all that stuff. Mm. Um but if you're, especially if you're someone who had invested a, a good deal of time into Tony Hawk 1 and 2, actually, I would say like Tony Hawk 1 through 4 um, back in the day. Mm. And you're very familiar with the way that Tony, uh, well, the, all the skaters in that game, the way that they move, the feel, the timing, the grip, you know, the, the balance on the manual, basically all of the stuff that they got wrong when they tried to do that Tony Hawk remake for the 360 and PS3 back in 2013, um, that fucking everybody hated. Right. Um, that game was like a $15 downloadable game without the music. And, yeah. uh, you know, and even then I was still like, well, I can still do custom soundtracks in here so I can still get where I want to go. But that game also felt like shit. Mm -hmm. uh so the the back when they had first announced this uh i think it was around may when we did a podcast and i had talked about this the reason i was so excited is that there are a there's a whole bunch of actual stamps uh mm -hmm. all over this product of people uh from vicarious visions that are still there that had made those awesome G uh, game boy advance ports of tony hawk games and also a bunch of people who used to work for neversoft 
the actual main developer of Tony Hawk that are now working inside of uh, Vicarious Visions at Activision. Uh, mm-hmm. So there's a whole lot of people that don't just have a reverence for this. It's not a fan club remake, you know, like, uh, you know, like whatever, there's a new Unreal Engine and there's somebody yeah. who makes like something that looks like a hyper realistic version of Zelda that yes. looks amazing in screenshots. And then when you see it move, there's none of the tech that yeah. makes that experience actually a Zelda game. Yes, uh, exactly. Yeah. But it's it's a wonderful screenshot generator and nothing else. Yeah. Um, but this actually, this feels fucking right. And it looks yeah. amazing. Uh, and it's like shockingly good on hardware. Because right. fans of the show will know the RTX 3080, as of the time of this recording, is coming out in a few days. And I sold my 2080 Ti out of my computer like a month ago mm. uh, because people were paying crazy money for it. So I'm using an RX 580 in my computer at home right now, a four year old mid range GPU. And I'm running this thing at 4k 60 FPS, just fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Granted, it sounds like it is about to melt. Um, but th- the nice part of that for everybody else is that it, it's very kind to hardware. So it'll run on fucking anything. And it's also out on all the consoles except for switch. But if, Spyro and the Crash Bandicoot collection are indie indication that Switch version's coming. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I love it, man. So it's all of Tony Hawk One, all of Tony Hawk Two. Um, there's a bunch of new skaters in it. Almost, almost all of the music is in it, except for like a couple of songs. Uh, but it's the full soundtrack from one and the full soundtrack from two for the most part. Um, and yeah, like it's as soon as you boot the game up and it shows you a couple of warning screens and, you know, it starts playing uh, rage against machines, gorilla radio. You're like, all right, let's. <laughs> yeah, man. Gorilla radio is dope. Let's play a little Tony Hawk, but it's like, I immediately felt like I was sitting on the carpeted floor of my basement at my parents' house, you know, holding a PS one controller in my hand again, uh, <laughs> playing the pizza hut demo of Tony Hawk one for the yeah. first time going like, yeah. Yo. Yo, we're gonna have to buy this fucking game, dude. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> that's what they call nostalgia, huh? So yeah, <laughs> and I don't, I don't often, you know, scream about the pangs of nostalgia very often, but you, that you was don't a, indulge in it very much. No, so. that was a definite time and place, man. That was a fucking <laughs> time machine that I paid thirty bucks for. It warped me there again. I could smell it. I could smell the time. Yeah, there I'm playing go. the PC version of it. It runs awesome. Uh, I haven't had Sweet. any problems uh, out of it. Uh, cool. all the levels are, uh, they're re-skinned, uh, but geometrically they're largely exactly the same, mm. but like the mall is now like a fucking dead mall. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So like everything's so, shut down and boarded up and, you know, leaky yeah. roof and all that shit. Uh, <laughs> you know, and there's, there's definitely a lot of stylistic changes, uh, to the way that things are. Uh, it also, uh, you know, considering that the pandemic is still going on. Uh, it makes a lot of sense that you're going to all these fucked up places and there's nobody there. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, kinda... I, want, I wanted to escape into some Tony Hawk. Damn it. Don't, don't pull me back in anyway. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's very cool, man. Like uh, in some stages they've added some new. Uh, uh, so Tony Hawk two, all of the stages had 10 tasks per stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tony Hawk one did not, 
It like yeah. some of them would have 10, some of them would have seven, six, like, like the downhill jam. All right. So downhill jam and Tony Hawk one still sucks. Just, just FYI. <laughs> just uh, to let you know. <laughs> it just, it, it's, it's still the worst stage in either of those games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, you know, that, that only had like six tasks and so now it has like 10 tasks right. um, for you to do. Um, so, uh, and they also add a bunch of like, there's custom course stuff, which is like Mario maker, but Tony Hawk. Mm-hmm. And some of the stuff that people are making is kind of awesome. Right. Um, you know, like rails that go all the way off into the distance. You know, like kind of <laughs> shit. Just into infinity, like yep. into the void. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty good. A lot of cool stuff in there. I'm uh, I'm very impressed uh, with what they were able to put together. The Unreal Engine 4, um, I... I, at first glance, I looked at it and thought, "Mm, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to be a good marrying, Uh, but they were able to nail the frame rate uh, and it looks good and it feels super great. And the other thing I really like it, I'll I'll touch on last, uh, just so we don't go on too long about my love affair with Tony Hawk. Uh, Uh But I like the fact that like all the old skaters like Bucky Lassick and Tony Hawk and, you know, shit like that they rendered them all like they are now. So they're not like 25 year olds. They're all right. 50. They're all 50. <laughs> so you really funny. don't want Tony Hawk to fall down because woof, that's, bad that's things fair. will happen. Uh, oh, do you see that video on the internet of Tony Hawk from like a couple weeks ago where uh, he went on a half pipe and did a McTwist with a full glass of milk, didn't spill a drop and then drank it. <laughs> no, I didn't. That's at awesome. fifty something years old. You're like you oh, motherfucker. <laughs> what, a, what a beast! That dude's a beast, man. Oh, and what's great is that he's super self deprecating. He's like, ah, don't worry, I spilled it like five times before we nailed this one. But you know, <laughs> we got Trust one. Me. <laughs> Trust me, this was not perfect. Yeah. <laughs> the only other good thing about him on the internet is that I, I don't know if you follow Tony Hawk at all on Twitter. Uh, if mm-hmm. not, you should. Because okay. almost every single day, it's him out like with his kids, and yeah. he'll meet someone who goes like, "Does anybody ever told you you look like Tony Hawk?" <laughs> <laughs> Why, well, yes, my mother does. <laughs> It'll be like, son of a bitch. I didn't, I've never heard that before. You know, ne- never heard that one. Gee whiz. Well, because like he went for a long time saying like, "Well, I am Tony Hawk," and they're like, "No, you look too old." He's like, "Well, I'm 50. <laughs> People age, people age. That stuff you saw me was in the nineties. Yeah, that so. was a long time ago. Where but yeah, so yeah, I had a very heartwarming uh, week with video games. There we go. Boom. Well, that's good to know. Which is what brings us into our Mario Month content, which is uh, talking about the sports games and Mario Kart. Uh, we can talk, uh, whichever one of those first you'd like to, um, you know, I guess we should probably talk, uh, because with the exception of like, uh, like open team golf for like the NES, uh, and his appearances in like the first Mike Tyson's punch out, Mm um, you know, Mario sports, you know, in the Mario periphery, uh, Mm -hmm. game really starts with Mario Kart. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, Super Mario Kart uh, being a game that came a couple of a uh, couple of years after the launch of the Super Nintendo, um, and after you know the, the Super Nintendo had launched with a game that used uh, Mode Seven incredibly well in F Zero, uh, mm-hmm. having another first party 
uh, Nintendo game come out um, that used Mode 7 incredibly well, but also was able to harness that from three to 300-year-old person, anybody can sit down and look at this and go, oh, it's these Mario characters that I love. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And they combine that with a timeless quality of ultimate replay value, battle mode, full circuit playthroughs, tons of difficulty levels, uh, and a shitload of stages. Yeah, um, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, there was... It, it, and I honestly would say that like the Mario Kart series nails it where a lot of other Mario sports games do not mm-hmm. in that almost every Mario Kart game that has ever come out is just chock-a-blocked, like full of content. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, especially for the time for when it comes out. Like that's the thing that's really, uh, that's always been really consistent about it. Like you can do a lot of things and all of those things are typically fun. Um, especially on the SNES version, like except I, for Double I, Dash, except for told it. Uh, I mean, Double Dash has a lot of stuff to it. Um, I, I just don't like any of the things that they had. <laughs> Double Dash is that weird little bastard child, isn't it? Like it, like I know many people who really enjoy Double Dash, but the majority of people just kind of look at it and go, eh, eh. There were a lot of people who had a GameCube and nothing else to play. Yeah, like, but it, I, I'll say that. Like, I, I think that the. I had a lot of other options, so I just, I didn't touch it. The thing is, it was gimmick heavy, I think, in a lot of ways. Like, it's sort of just like... Way more so than any other game in that series. Yeah, it had the gimmick, and that's about all that it had. And uh, I think that's really was was its um, ultimate problem, I would say, uh, in a lot of ways. Blue shell, uh, uh, no hopping on the carts in the turn, so you cannot hop Mm. over a red shell with good timing. yeah. That's um, right. That was that weird, stupid frame of that 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 frame of time when any when when, when Nintendo was basically trying to break its games for people who got really good at it for yeah. some reason. They did the same thing with Smash, where they put in tripping in Smash to where just randomly you would trip so that you couldn't like competitively play Smash in any way because it's like, well, it's not supposed to be competitive. And it's like, you know, people will make a game what they want it to be. Like, that's the point of, you know, that's half the fun of a game, you know. Um, you know, there's different ways to play certain things. So, yeah, I mean, Nintendo had that weird mindset of, well, if they're not going to play it the way we want to, we'll break it. You know, <laughs> like, it's it's weird. It's a weird mindset. So Well, in that, like, well, it needs to be, even if it's, it makes it incredibly shitty of an experience for the skilled players, you know, things like the, the the blue shell that are just like, well, we want anybody to be able to win. It's like, so I can yeah. lead, like I can be almost lapping everybody for 95% of this race. Right. And then I get like blue shell three times and a lightning bolt and I come in fifth. Yeah. Like it is the fact that like <laughs> it, it just trivialized almost the entire race up into the, the, the last few seconds. Yeah. It, where it, like, it, uh, my entire experience with Double Dash is sandbagging for two laps. Yeah, yeah. That's it, it. it. Yeah, it's literally, it's the Mario Party effect. It really is. It's just like, we want to make it accessible to everybody and have everybody have a chance to win. But then, yeah, it, again, it, it completely diminishes anybody who's gets good at it. You know? <laughs> like, why would you play? Well, and uh, I understand having some fail-safes in there so that everyone can contribute. Uh, yeah. But I don't like the idea that like, oh, you got too good at it. So fuck you. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, I don't like that. 
no one uh, likes that feeling. No one likes it. Likes the feeling when it feels like the game is fucking you. Like nobody likes that. Well, and that's one thing you know to tie this back to the original Super Mario Kart is that I think the original Super Mario Kart does rubber banding really well. Yeah. Uh, so basically, once you get in first, you're only and this is actually a usability thing too. All you're going to get is coins, and coins make you go faster. Yes. Um, all you're, and you're going to get banana peels and green shells. And banana peels drop behind you, and green shells you can shoot behind you. Right. So it's all basically once you get in first, all they give you is defensive things because that's all that you need. And mm-hmm. I feel like the way that the weapon set was actually balanced in the first game, where you mm-hmm. could hold a green shell behind you. Um, yeah, to block a red shell. To block it. Yep, to block yeah. the red shell. I just, I think that game was so much more well designed to cater to that kind of experience. Mm. Um, whereas once they started adding all the other, th- and lightning bolts were also super rare. Like yes, you, know, you, you don't get them very one, often. Yeah, you'd only see one every couple of and races. You, you would honest if you were in the back, you could get them more often. But even then, it wasn't as often as as you would assume. Um, yeah, but uh, you, the star you, was way more common because I, the tr- yeah. the tracks were shorter, and I felt like the stars were ma- way more powerful uh, yeah. because you could really you know do some damage with a star. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, yeah. But yeah. yeah, like I I think that so the success of Mario Kart is what spawns this mm-hmm. idea of okay, well we need something that's going to launch as a pack in with the Virtual Boy. Mm-hmm. And that's how you get Mario's Tennis. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mario's Tennis, I am of the opinion, is the best virtual boy game. Yeah. Uh, hands down. It was a perfect yeah. pack-in for that. I think it's one of the best usages of the depth uh, that yeah. that thing ha- has to offer. Mm-hmm. I think it also you know, showcases a lot of the weaknesses of that system technologically. It was kind of like a hot rotted Game Boy. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you're Power right. wise. <laughs> um, and, you know, it. granted, that thing was never going to succeed, but, you know, Mario's, uh, Mario's Tennis, it just, it succeeded because it was the best game on the system, but also, like, everybody, because Mario's in it, it was familiarity, right? You know, if right. it was just uh, the Nintendo Virtual Boy with tennis, like, I, I don't think I would have even, like, poked my head into the kiosk to try it. Mm. Uh, but well, that's Mario's tennis. Yeah, Mario's you like, tennis. You like Mario. I like Mario. Mario's a fun time. I was never really big into the tennis series after that. I mean, like, you know, there was Mario Tennis on the N64. Um, they had a GameCube one. Uh was power tour that was on the game boy advance um yeah i i've never gotten into a mario tennis game again what about you uh no the tennis games i played the oh lord was it the gamecube one i think i think that's the only one that i ever got to play um maybe it's the wii maybe it's the that wii was, well there was power tennis yeah. Uh, for the GameCube, and then uh, there was a Wii U Ultra Smash, which I remember being bad. I did not play Ultra. It was definitely the 
the uh, GameCube one then. So. Yeah. Power Tennis was in that, like, there was like a two-year sprint there where Nintendo was not putting out a lot of games that they made themselves, mm-hmm. but there was that, like, Star Fox game that Namco made and Power Tennis and oh. Uh, oh. Super Strikers. and Yeah, I think that's what it was. It was Mario Power Tennis on the Wii released in, 29, in 2009, so, like, it, it was re-released for the Wii. Oh, the yeah, that's version. where they put that's, the Wii controls into it. Yeah, that's what it was, because it was definitely the Wii that I was playing with it. So, yeah, for sure, because I was doing the whole motion control stuff. So it was definitely for that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, uh, they Wiianized. Uh, so that was the Metroid Prime Trilogy, uh, Pikmin 1 and 2, that yeah. Mario Tennis game, and I think one of the golf games, uh, basically yeah. because they had the Wii Tennis and Wii Golf tech already built so they just mm-hmm. threw a bunch of that stuff into some of those games just to yeah. uh to re-release them in like 2009 and stuff like that when people were still hot to trot with anything on the wii and most mm-hmm. of the people who owned the wii didn't own a gamecube because the gamecube didn't sell very well so yeah, true. <laughs> it's kind of a situation true. where like all these games get re-released from the wii u on the switch and everybody just gobbles them up and everybody who owned a wii u is like come on guys it's just re-releases but it's like well <laughs> Yeah, but these people didn't own this fucking thing. So this is a new game to them. They don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's like when people complain about like, oh, they're putting Mario 3D World out and it's still $60. I'm like, yeah, because it's a new game to these people. Like, right. If you are <laughs> you have a choice of charging 60 or 40, guess what you're going to do? You're mm-hmm. going to charge 60. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shocker. Uh, <laughs> so here's another uh, game from that era. Uh, Mario Superstar Baseball for the GameCube. Did you play that one at all? Uh, I didn't play the baseball game. No, I didn't uh, they made a sequel to that in uh, for the Wii uh, around 2008. It was called Mario Super Sluggers. It's fine. Uh, so there's almost like for a lot of the Mario sports games uh, to add some kind of depth. They added all this like almost sim basketball or baseball kind of stuff to them where players have different strengths and skills and things like that. And mm-hmm. I I don't know, like to me, I felt like if you're going to make a Mario baseball game, just make it like fucking bases loaded or something like that for the NES. Just make this thing like pretty easy to get your hands on because the appeal of most, you know, Nintendo games, Mario Kart, you know, I can put that in the hands of my three-year-old niece and she gets it. Right. She maybe doesn't yeah. understand what every single button does, but she you can put that in her lap and she'll just figure it out. Right. Uh, I feel like a lot of their sports games, uh, you know, they some of them they even added like RPG elements into, which I absolutely didn't think was uh, needed at all. Uh, and you had called this out before the show, so uh, I'll, I'll let you run with this one. Super Mario Strikers for the GameCube. Strikers, Cube. yeah, Super Strikers. That's a good time. Uh, so the GameCube. Uh, I didn't. I never played this game, but what I thought was interesting about it was that, uh, again, it was. It's one of the more super popular ones of these, uh, especially in Europe because people love their soccer uh, in Europe. Um, but man, what a weird little game this is because it has like an art design to it uh, that's completely different from the rest of everything. It has this sketchy, almost Street Fighter 4 kind of look to the mo- to like the the designs of the characters, which I thought was interesting. European uh, anime is what I always thought of it as. Yeah, it, it's like has this like really motioned uh, sketches, like dark black sketches around all these characters. And, and they're just playing soccer in like super intense ways. And the voice acting in it or the voice characterization in it is totally different 
than any other Mario game, which I think is, it, it has a weird vibe to it. Um, and when I learned that it was, I think it was Next Level Games that did this one, um, learning that it was a different studio that did this, like it makes so much more sense. It has a, a bit of a Rocket League feel to it, actually, in a lot of ways, like prior to Rocket, you know, Rocket League, obviously. But, it um, is. It's a lot of that, like, uh, you know, setting up a volley, you know, mm-hmm. for someone to, you know, get the bicycle super kick and all that kind of stuff. It was, uh, yeah. it, it definitely, it was very systems heavy uh, yeah. for a sports game to come out of Mario. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you mentioned that that game, you know, being made by another company really kind of, uh, you know, hits you uh, in an interesting way. Almost all of these games were made by other companies other than Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah, this one like took a really interesting take on it because it just takes like a, especially art design wise, like the game itself, the art design is very much it's it's Mario, like it looks like a Mario game. It's got all the Mario characters in it. It's very much that. But on the outside, the marketing and all the the, the charged um, like uh uh, art artwork on it is completely different from anything I've ever seen with Mario. Like this could be a completely different game. It looks like uh, it could be something like, um, let's say, uh, what's that punching game on? Uh, why can't I think of it? Punch out? <laughs> Pun- no. Uh, uh, crap. The, with the big, with the springy, the springy fists. What is that stupid oh, game? Arms. Yeah. Arms. Yeah. The arm. Like it looks like it could be something like that. It's like just completely off the wall different, but with Mario characters in it um, and a few Donkey Kong characters in it as well. So they threw them in there, um, I guess, because you need nine players on a soccer team. Uh, yeah, you really got to start dipping in the shitty waters if you're going to be able to fill all these teams. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they got a generic crocodile We can, we can only have so many shy guys out here, okay? It, exactly. And even like the main boss is like this weird, like, robot with one eye looking thing like it's a totally bizarre experience that game like it just has a weird vibe to it like if you look at mario on the the cover art of it he has these weird gear box uh gloves on and it's just like it's just nothing you've ever seen mario look like before and it it's very strange especially how protective nintendo is of its ip that this is a thing that gets made i don't know uh, in, in the mid-2000s they were a lot more loosey-goosey with that kind of stuff they were trying to redefine a lot of these franchises because that was when they let you know retro studios mm-hmm. uh you know make a metroid game yeah, uh, you true. know that was when Namco, you know Namco ended up making like half of these things, all those Star Fox games, uh, like Mario Hoops Three on Three and Mario Sports Mix were made by mm-hmm. fucking Square Enix of all people. Right, uh, you know they licensed out Mario to be in the Olympic Games and you know to be made by uh, Sega R and D. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like Camelot made a whole bunch of these tennis games and shit. You know, it's a uh, it was interesting uh, the way that they were willing to license that stuff out then. But you got to think, man, mid 2000s was way leaner for Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Xbox had come in. And so PlayStation versus N64 was like 70, 30 uh, worldwide sales numbers, right? 70% uh, Sony, 30% Nintendo. Right. And then when the Xbox came in, kind of just cannibalized some of Nintendo's share. Right. Uh, you know, even though they're very different audiences, it ended up being like 70% uh, 
uh, PlayStation 15 and 15 between Microsoft and Nintendo. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's slice of the pie and it, it was getting smaller. Sony makes TVs and movies and Microsoft also makes motherfucking windows. But you know, when you're <laughs> Nintendo and your pie gets cut, you sort of only make video games. <laughs> it's, true. So, it's true. Well, and that's why, like, you know, I, I think there's this connotation now from a lot of people that, you know, Nintendo is just whoring out, you know, their, their characters from time to time. But it's like, you know, if you think about it, that's how they got through the lean years. Yeah. Is, mm-hmm. you know, Hey man, I bet Mario could have some fun playing soccer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it makes for these interesting little artifacts too, honestly, you know, it's like uh, not, not as uh, nefarious as like the, the Zelda CDI games or anything. Oh, oh no. Uh, but yeah, you know, just these interesting little like diversions from what you normally see the character take with. And as you said, like a lot of these are farmed out during that time and um, or really they're still farmed out to this day, aren't they? I think they still do. Yeah, I mean, a lot of more like uh, so the Mario Ultra Smash. Uh, no, t- Mario Tennis Aces mm. uh, for the Switch this generation. That was made by Camelot. Um, yeah. Right. So that is a farmed out gig. That was a couple of years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, they they still largely do that because you know, you got to think uh, Mario Internal R and D um, is making the mainline Mario games, the the two D Mario games. Uh, they make all the the cart games, um, and then a lot of other pet projects. So whether it's a new Pikmin. Uh, they made arms in in house, uh, mm-hmm. Zelda, all that stuff. So, uh, and then you've got a lot of their what were the portable divisions uh, that are making Pokemon. Uh, I mean, and granted, technically Pokemon is even not Nintendo. Yeah, that's Game Freak. So, uh, and yeah. you know, Game Freak makes like Tembo the badass elephant and stuff like that from time to time whenever they get bored. <laughs> uh, whenever they have some off hours from the monster that they created yeah so. <laughs> uh, just and, and the worst fans just the worst fans <laughs> why did pokemon fans you mean yeah i mean like when they announced yeah. that they were going to remove uh, some legacy pokemon from that that nobody gave a shit about oh my god <laughs> well clearly some people gave a shit if they uh, no, it's just like, well, it's always all been in there before. It's like, yeah, but, you know, these games are getting, like, untenable to create, man. Like, yeah, it's you know, true. Nintendo doesn't give us six years to work on these things. They kind of want them, like, every two, you know? Like, <laughs> That's fair. It's fair. Like, granted, they put all those Pokemon back in there and people are happy now, I guess. I, I don't I, know. I guess. I played through Sword recently. I didn't really talk about it much on the show. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. It's fine. fine. I I have heard pretty decent reviews of that one and that's and that's coming from people who have been very like kind of let's just say tentatively not up with a lot of the you know the um the recent games, uh, the recent um uh Pokemon games, so well, you know. uh, dude, I play one like every two generations, right? I'm like, oh, maybe I'll try this Pokemon game, right? It is still the same game, dude. <laughs> I 
it's since fair. 1997 it's like guess what you and a friend uh, you know, you're going to be like kind of fun, competitive allies, and you're going to go see what's going on over here in this tall grass. And oh no! And then you get to meet a doctor who's named after a fucking tree. And <laughs> you know, hey. at this time, it was a little bit different. There was like a world famous Pokemon trainer who was in town talking about how famous he is, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then he gave you a Pokemon, and then then you meet the doctor who's named after a tree. And then he gives you your Pokedex. That's so, slightly different. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. It's slightly different. You have to be fair. It is slightly they different. They inserted a character in there just to hand you the thing <laughs> and then hand you off to the doctor named after a tree. It's stupid. Like, it's... <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I can definitely see the 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 uh the rage from certain people for sure i mean i i don't know and and those are the people like what i love is that whenever they do make changes the loudest screams i hear from people who are like it's not the same anymore it's like isn't this supposed to be a good thing (laughs) also it is still the same i played it i know it's the same thing Oh, you know, man. I think we, you know, I've had abusive relationships with creative endeavors where all they do is put out the same thing over and over again. Yeah. And then I stopped buying corn albums. <laughs> We're back to corn again. We cannot go a podcast now without ragging on corn. Remember when he. <laughs> it's like metal scat. But anyway, uh, it's it's scat. All right. <laughs> you mean as in shit. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, you want to talk about the Olympic Games series at all? Uh, new, sort of a new edition of of those. I might get back on the Wii, I guess. I'll tell you this. I played all of them and they're all completely harmless. Yeah. <laughs> That's the, thing. Uh, the best thing is the it was the summer games mm-hmm. one from I believe it was. Uh, 2012, the London one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get the opportunity to go back to that one because they have the horse riding mm. stuff in there uh, where you like shoot the gun while you're riding the horse. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And let me just tell you, watch normal Mario character proportioned Wario ride a human proportioned horse <laughs> and just tell me what that does for you. <laughs> I will definitely watch that. Anything that proportionalizes Wario to any real world thing, I, I think is fascinating. So. Yeah, it's it's really <laughs> something, dude. Because <laughs> that man is lanky. He is a he's a lanky ghost. <laughs> no Wario, not Waluigi. Oh, sorry, Wa- uh, Wario. Yes, sorry. Yes, yes, so- yes. Yeah, well, and Waluigi looks a whole nother kind of crazy on there, too. Yeah. My favorite yeah. is Wario, because, like, w- when you proportion him correctly, his legs just sort of stick out to the side, and they don't go anywhere <laughs> near the stirrups. <laughs> I mean, he can't possibly bring his legs in. The thighs are just too thunderous. So there's no way. Well, and the legs just aren't long. He's, like, 97% torso and head. <laughs> and then he's got these tiny little legs. It's pretty great. You, sh- you should go, you know, that. I'm glad you brought up the Mario and Sonic at the Olympics games yeah. uh, because yeah, that that's, they're completely harmless. They're very, they're, they're a good Friday night with friends. 
uh, yeah. kind of hanging out. Uh, but yeah. it's another example of, uh, you know, they they didn't like overly canonize how Mario's because that was the first thing when they announced it was it like, oh yeah, you know, we'll finally see like the speed difference between Mario and Sonic. It's whatever. It's yeah. just it's a yeah, dumb portion. It's like fucking Mario Party and all that other horseshit that they make. You know, somehow right. everybody's equal and it's all stupid. Right. Uh, well, Sonic <laughs> is actually like anytime that we played it, anytime there was a racing game, you were not allowed to play Sonic because he actually is much easier to tap. Like a tap with a tap on the button with Sonic was like a measure of like two to three of other people's taps on the button. So he was that's kind of open. He was kind of OP. <laughs> one thing he's got going for himself, man. Come and on. It's the one thing he's got. He doesn't have good games or a console anymore. So you just gotta, you just gotta give him something. So yeah, yeah. Um, we, we gotta toss him a bone every once in a while. But uh, <laughs> you know, like the other stuff that we technically could have talked about this episode is stuff like the Mario Party games. Uh, mm-hmm. But I won't uh, torture anyone with that. Yeah, the Mario Party games, I, 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 they have a charm to them, but they're ultimately just the most frustrating messes of anything. Um, recommend the giant bomb playthroughs of them; those are always oh, fun. They're, they're wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> the, doing what the hundred, the fifty rounds, the fifty full rounds of 50 that. Fifty turns. Yeah. Oh God, I remember the Game Grumps did that recently, actually, and they just didn't seem to comprehend when they did it like they they did yeah let's do 50 turns whatever they didn't think about it at the beginning and by the end of their first episode which is only about a half an hour it was like on turn 11 <laughs> and they were just like oh god what have we done like they had well, no they, idea they do the stuff where they like cut out a lot of the useless time right no they're full they're they're full playthrough yeah okay uh yeah, because uh you know, some of those giant bomb 50 turn playthroughs yeah. were like four hours. Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, it goes crazy. Now, granted, this was only two players versus the full okay. four of them. Uh, okay, so, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, so a lot of it's a lot of people don't actually realize is that in these games, there's your four turns. Yes. Uh, for all your individual characters who have to make a run and buy mm-hmm. stuff out of the shop and all these things that just take fucking time. Yes. Um, Exactly. And then, so then you have to play a mini game. Yeah, they need to play mini games mini every games round. Five or seven minutes. Yeah, they, they yeah. can go quickly, or they can be one of the long ones. Or uh, you'll have an event happen, and then you got to go through seventeen text boxes of of story as to why an event is going on, and then a unlucky spot opens up, and then yeah, it's just like it it, it goes into madness. <laughs> At a certain point, doing fifty rounds, it's an endurance test, is what it is. And, and it's all then, good stuff. People just yeah. they love it. They everyone yeah. always has a good time with them. They're really yeah. good. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun to watch those. And then ultimately, at the end, it doesn't matter because they just give out stars for what the fuck ever because it's Mario Party. Oh, that part. <laughs> that part. Oh, that makes me so angry. <laughs> the so giveaway, <laughs> the star giveaway. Like, yeah, you get. Uh, you get a star because you won the most things. It's like, well, then wouldn't I already have stars from having won things? Doesn't matter. Give me another one. Give me another one. You, get, you like get a star because you, because you have delicious lips. Like, wait, what? 
I can I can understand like the mini game stars like oh you did really well in all the mini games so you get a star for that it's like oh cool because you might not have been able to get to the star spaces and it's like oh I I did what because that's doing something well in the game so I understand rewarding people for that but then it'll be like oh you moved the least amount of spaces it's, what what the, <laughs> who the who cares like it bad rolls so he gets a star like it doesn't make any sense it's madness madness. It's just it's infuriating. So that's our that's all we'll say about Mario Party. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you we don't need to, if you don't believe me, go try it for yourself and don't yeah. fucking come crying back to me when it sucks. <laughs> I do think that that I do think that Mario Party probably matches up with the sports and cart games a bit more than just the ancillary stuff. Uh, mainly because like a lot of the mini games feel like little mini sports games in a lot of ways. So. And a lot of times they are, it's like, you know, you're yeah. playing, uh, you're doing jump rope or playing volleyball or yeah. Know, whatever. There. Yeah. There's a soccer game. I, there's some few, there's a, few, I will say the latest Mario party for the switch, I think has a few new mechanics and game modes that make that game more interesting. Um, the, the, the co-op game I think is a very interesting game. Uh, because it's not just going around the same board pieces over and over. Um, if, if you ever play that, I think that's an interesting thing to play because it it makes the game different because you can go anywhere on the board uh, depending on what you roll. So that that's an interesting game. I, I would I wouldn't mind exploring that with you simply because it's different in a lot of ways. So, but uh, other than that, I, I got nothing else to say on the sports games. Do you? No, no, I, th- I think we uh, we covered it pretty well, man. There's there's a real interesting uh, non canonical world of Mario adjacent video games out there for you to try, um, <laughs> and they're fun. The nice thing about this that I would say with almost all these Mario sports and racing games and all this stuff is that you're almost guaranteed that they won't be offensive. It's like you know right. even Double Dash. I played it for probably 50, 60 hours. Uh, right. you know, just having friends come over and playing four player split screen and shit like that. I mean, yeah, no, none of them are ever like bad. And I right. think the reason why is that because they're so fish out of water from the rest of what you associate Mario with is that like, I don't mm-hmm. have to think about the way that Mario jumps, mm-hmm. you know, and the timing yeah. and, you know, all that kind of stuff and the feel uh, mm-hmm. for it, because most of these things like, you know, they, they're really smart about, you know, like Mario strikers. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the soccer game was, from the studio that had made the NHL hits games and right. You know, soccer is just, you know, hockey on grass. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and you know, so you didn't have to worry about how that game was going to feel because they already made a good feeling uh, hockey game. So I'm sure that was going to be right. fine. And it turned out great. Yeah. Um, so they're smart about who they pick. Uh, Camelot is a studio that they have uh, turned into this Jack of all trades that, uh, you know, Camelot's output is just kind of all across the board. Uh, with weird niche game design and uh, you know, their, their stuff is always really pretty good too. So yeah, like yeah. Uh, this is kind of the, you know, so last week was super canonical Mario stuff, right? This is stuff that has almost nothing to do with the core Mario series. And yep. next week we're going to talk about the Mario RPG stuff. Yes. Which, which is, is also completely its own canon yes it has uh, a completely separate narrative that that intertwines with itself but never the main line so it's very, very cool 
Very interesting. Uh, and, job. you know, like all the Mario and Luigi stuff, all the yeah. Paper Mario stuff, all the Mario RPG stuff, it yeah. they're all separate canons. But they, lately, especially with like Mario Origami King and stuff like that, they've been actually looping those different universes together and stuff in really fun ways. And I guess we'll, that's a, a topic for another day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, another engine. Well, we didn't we didn't cover one tentpole accomplishment that the sports games did do. We did talk about the game, but not the tentpole accomplishment. Tennis Mario Tennis gave us Waluigi, which is super important so, within the yeah. So that was the annals of video games. Year two thousand Mario Tennis. <laughs> uh, they needed someone to play doubles with Wario, and that's where you get take that, Mister Hyvolls. A weird, weird character who is apparently, according to like Nintendo official, is not related to Wario in any way. So he's just a random dude that dresses like Luigi that showed up to play tennis one day. And that's and that's Waluigi. So ah, uh, so weird. Well, and so Birdo's weird. a man, so like yeah, you know, there's exactly. a lot of weird stuff in the Mario universe. So. <laughs> Strange things that we could all explore for some time. But uh that's gonna do it, Hoss. Thanks for showing up and talking about some Mario uh cart and sports. Uh this has been the Video Destruct Podcast. You can check us out at videodestruct.com, destinationcomics.com slash DNN. You can also check us out on Twitter at Video Destruct and at Facebook at Video Destruct. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Hoss underscore buddy, H-O-S-S underscore B-U-D-D-Y. Uh, I talk about dumb new cell phones uh, this week. If you uh, if you check over on my Twitter, uh, I should be getting an RTX 3080 mm. video card. Nice. So yeah, that's right. I should be talking about some benchmarks and stuff like that. Also, I'll probably be talking ad nauseum uh, about that Mario 3D collection that's coming out this week. Yeah. Which yeah, yeah, I yeah. heard some disturbing news about. Ooh, really? Well, let's talk about that if you experience it then, for sure. I, I, throw I've heard that Mario 64 is not widescreen. I will report more later. Ooh, okay. Interesting. That's weird. Uh, yeah. All right. There we go. We'll we'll report <laughs> more on this later. As we, <laughs> I don't have so a. If you, if you want that report quicker than that, literally follow me on Twitter, and I will be talking about it. Yes, follow us on Twitter. He'll be talking about it and see if it's true. Uh, but that's it for this week. We're done. We're out of time. We gotta go. Mm-hmm.